Hello, this is Nigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 12th of January. India recorded over 12,000 fresh COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours and the total COVID tally inched closer to the 1.05 crore or 10.5 million mark. This is the lowest daily spike in cases in the last seven months. The drop in daily infections, however, could be attributed to low testing numbers since the start of the new year. Under 10 lakh samples were tested in the last 24 hours, while just close to 7 lakh samples were tested in the country the day before. Less than 200 fresh fatalities were recorded in the last 24 hours, and the overall death toll in the country stood at the 1,51,000 mark. The first batch of COVID vaccines arrived in multiple states today ahead of nationwide vaccination drive that is scheduled to commence on the 16th of January. These are the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccines locally branded as Covishield being produced in the country at the Serum Institute of India in Pune. The consignments arrived in Tamil Nadu, Gujarat and Delhi this morning. The Civil Aviation Minister Hardeep Singh Puri announced that Serum Institute's vaccines will be sent to Delhi, Chennai, Kolkata, Guwahati, Shillong, Ahmedabad, Hyderabad, Vijayawada, Bhuvaneshwar, Patna, Bengaluru, Lucknow and Chandigarh today. The farmers' agitation at the borders of the national capital reached its 45th day today. The Supreme Court of India today suspended the implementation of the three farm laws that were being challenged by petitioners. The Apex Court yesterday had recommended a stay on the implementation of the laws and asked for the formation of a committee to resolve the deadlock between the centre and the farmers. Farmer groups in a statement late last night said that they would reject the Supreme Court's suggestion to appoint a committee to resolve the matter. Last night's statement issued by the Samyukt Kisan Morcha said, and I quote, While all organisations welcome the suggestions of the Honourable Supreme Court to stay the implementation of the farm laws, they are collectively and individually not willing to participate in any proceedings before a committee that may be appointed by the Honourable Supreme Court. Unquote. The statement also spoke about how the central government's attitude in yesterday's hearing showed that it was not willing to discuss the repealing of the laws. In response to the farmers' rejection of discussion with an independent committee, the Chief Justice of India, S.A. Bobde, said that the court does not want to hear an argument that farmers will not go to the committee. He added, and I quote, We are looking to solve the problem. If you want to agitate indefinitely, you can. Unquote. The Chief Justice also observed that while the court had the power to suspend the farm laws, it did not want to do so for an empty purpose. He added that the court wanted a clearer picture in order to solve the problem and thus recommended the formation of a committee. The centre, however, maintained a tough stance with regard to the farmers' protest. Senior advocate Harish Salve, representing the centre, urged the court to ensure that the Republic Day parade goes unblemished by the protests planned by the farmers. The centre yesterday had approached the Supreme Court seeking an order against the proposed tractor rally planned by the farmers on Republic Day. The centre had said that any disruption caused on the occasion would be a huge embarrassment for the nation. Salve also told the court that the Attorney General and the Solicitor General could assure that the farmers' concern about the MSP and corporate exploitation were unfounded. In today's hearing, PS Narsimha and intervenors supporting the laws submitted to the court that protests like these are dangerous. He also claimed that groups like the US-based secessionist outfit Seeks for Justice were involved in the protests. When the Chief Justice of India asked the Attorney General K.K. Venugopal to confirm Narsimha's allegations, Venugopal said, and I quote, We have said that the Khalistanis have infiltrated into the protests. Unquote. In the course of the hearing, the Chief Justice of India also mentioned the names that would constitute the four-member independent committee. They include economist Ashok Gulati, Jitender Singh Man, Pramod Joshi and Anil Dhanavat. 
Meanwhile, Bharatiya Kisan Union spokesperson Rakesh Tiket said this morning that farmer unions will hold a core committee meeting after the Supreme Court passes its order on the contentious laws and the protests today. Dear listeners, if you've been following the farmers' agitation closely, you might have noticed how the farmers' organizations have categorically disassociated themselves from any political leader or organization. Agreement on the cause of the farmers aside, there is one thing that has really stood out through the course of the protests. For nearly 45 days, through their unified power and their organizational strength, the farmers have stood their ground. They have refused to back down despite the government not conceding to their demands. Shristi Jaiswal's latest report on newslaundry.com details a fascinating story about a protester on the borders of Delhi who was pardoned twice in a murder case solely through people power and peaceful agitation. To know about the story of Manjit Singh Dhaner, head over to our website and read the report titled Murder Convict to Farmer Protest Leader: How People Power Propels Manjit Singh Dhaner. Also my dear listeners not to boast but we are able to bring you such stories and voices from the protest because the farmers open their hearts out to us unlike a section of our national media to whom the farmers not only refused to talk but also drove out of the protests our stories are a testament of the integrity that free and independent media can bring to journalism so do support us by hitting that subscribe button on newslaundry.com we are 100% ad free news platform and we want to bring you stories that matter Aam Aadmi Party leader and Delhi legislator Somnath Bharti was arrested yesterday by the Uttar Pradesh police soon after ink was thrown at him at Raibareli. The police arrested Bharti for allegedly making objectionable comments about UP's chief minister Yogi Adityanath and for commenting on the bad condition of hospitals in the state. Bharti was produced before a local court in Amethi Sultanpur and was sent to judicial custody for 14 days. The first complaint was filed by a BJP member Somnath Sahu at Jagdishpur police station in Amethi for his derogatory statements about Yogi Adityanath. The Jagdishpur station house officer alleged that Bharti at a public meeting in Amethi compared women with animals saying that the children of dogs are born in government hospitals. Bharti also hit out at the state government for the poor condition of government hospitals and schools in Uttar Pradesh. Another FIR was registered against Bharti and 15 to 20 of his supporters at Raibareli on a complaint filed by station house officer for misbehaving with police personnel and promoting enmity between different groups. According to an NDTV report, Bharti was stopped outside his guest house in Raibareli by the police who told Bharti that the police in neighboring Amethi wanted to question him about his comments. This led to an altercation between him and the police. The police said that Bharti and his supporters misbehaved with the police and threatened to strip them of their uniforms. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal and Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia extended their support to Bharti and condemned the arrest. Kejriwal said that Bharti had gone to check out the condition of government schools. He alleged that his Uttar Pradesh counterpart Yogi Adityanath was afraid to let others see the condition of schools in the state. Manish Sisodia took to Twitter to question the UP Chief Minister. He wrote and I quote Our MLA going to see a school in Uttar Pradesh was attacked and then arrested too. When I came to see your school you stopped me too. How bad is your school that you have to stop people using the police? Unquote. An anti-caste activist Harshali Poddar was briefly arrested by the Maharashtra police on Monday from a cafe in South Mumbai. This comes a week after a Mumbai sessions court rejected an anticipatory bail plea filed by Poddar who is charged in a case of allegedly inciting communal hatred between communities. After she was informed that she was arrested, Poddar and her family too were asked to be present in the court for the hearing on Tuesday. But a few hours later, the police decided to change their mind. 
Poddar, a former student of the Tata Institute of Social Sciences, had allegedly shared a post on social media platform Facebook which had criticized the government's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. The post, originally written by another political activist, Mohsen Sheikh, was shared by Poddar for a short period and eventually deleted. The message, according to the police, was communally charged and incited hatred between two communities. In the post, Mohsen Sheikh had blamed the central government for targeting the Muslim community and the Tablighi Jamaat group with claims that it was responsible for spreading COVID-19 in India. According to the FIR, the post supposedly appealed to the Muslims to act against Brahmins. After being released in a Facebook Live video, Poddar denied sharing any such post. She said, and I quote, I have given them my statement before whenever they have asked for it. I have not shared that post. But even if the police claims that I have shared it, they have listed me as accused number one and the person who wrote the post has been listed as accused number two. And the FIR also claims that the post was deleted within 30 minutes. Unquote. Poddar's lawyer Ishrat Khan had told the Sessions Court that the allegations are false and the complaint was filed only to harass and restrain her from carrying out her social work. In an FIR filed in January 2018 by a Pune resident, Poddar had also been named along with members of cultural group Kabir Kalam Manch and another member of Republican Panthers, an anti-caste group that she is a part of. This was for allegedly sparking the violence that led to the Bhima Koregaon riots a day after the Elgar Parishad event. It's been three years since the violence erupted at Bhima Koregaon village, Pune, where lakhs of Dalits had gathered to mark the 200th anniversary of a battle where Dalit Mahar soldiers fighting for the British defeated the Brahmin Peshwa rulers of the Maratha Empire. Initially, the police investigated Hindutva leaders like Milind Ekbote and Shambhaji Bhire for instigating the violence. Ekbote was briefly even arrested. A few months later, however, the police suddenly claimed that the violence was provoked by activists and human rights lawyers, some of whom had attended the Elgar Parishad, a program organized by Dalit and human rights groups in Pune a day before the Bhima Koregao commemoration. The police, very quickly, connected the program to Maoists and arrested 16 human rights defenders, lawyers and scholars. And every step of the way, the police violated the law and the rights of the accused. My colleague Prateek Goyal made a list, nowhere near exhaustive, of the violations that have marked the case. You absolutely must give it a read. It is titled Bhima Koregao Case, Three Years of Legal and Rights Violations and you will find the report on our website newslaundry.com. And now for some international updates. The global COVID tally surpassed the 90.8 million mark while the global death toll from the virus rose to 1.95 million. More than 50 million people, however, have recovered from the infection worldwide since it began. As multiple countries started their vaccine rollouts, the World Health Organization's chief scientist warned yesterday that despite the vaccination drive, achieving herd immunity this year would be unlikely. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention said today that nearly 9 million Americans had been given their first shot of the COVID-19 vaccination as of Monday morning. This number represents less than one-third of the total doses distributed to the states by the United States government. A nationwide state of emergency was declared today by the King of Malaysia to contain the spread of the virus in the country. The country's Prime Minister, Muhyiddin Yassin, said that the parliament will be suspended for a stipulated period of time. He added that the elections would not be held in the Southeast Asian country amid the emergency, which could still last till the 1st of August this year. China, meanwhile, introduced new COVID-19 curbs in areas surrounding Beijing this morning. Around 4.9 million residents were put under lockdown as new infections raised alarms about a second wave of the virus in the nation that has managed to contain the disease so far. 
The city administration in Hebei said today that residents will be put under home quarantine for seven days and will be subject to mass COVID-19 testing in the latest attempt to curb the spread of the virus. U.S. President Donald Trump is set to become the first president in the history of the country to face a second impeachment after the recent violence at Washington's Capitol building that was unleashed by his supporters. Democrats in the House of Representatives today officially charged him with one count of incitement of insurrection over the Capitol Hill violence. Meanwhile, U.S. security officials ramped up safety measures for President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration next week. The officials also warned of possible armed protests across the country in the days leading up to Joe Biden's swearing-in. Reports have surfaced about armed groups planning to gather at all 50 state capitals and in Washington, D.C. in the run-up to the inauguration ceremony on the 20th of January. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had said yesterday that she would move forward with impeaching Trump if Vice President Mike Pence did not invoke the 25th Amendment to remove him from office. Under the 25th Amendment, which has been never invoked before, members of the cabinet can agree to remove a president under extreme circumstances. In the aftermath of the capital violence, Republicans who had voted against certifying Joe Biden's election victory are facing the consequences from some of the biggest corporations in America. Several companies, including Citigroup, one of the biggest banks in the United States, and the Marriott Hotel chain, said that they would put on hold donations to the Republicans who voted against certifying the results of the presidential election. On the 6th of January, despite Trump supporters violently storming into the Capitol building in the middle of the certification vote for Biden's presidency, 147 Republicans voted to reject Joe Biden's electoral victory that day. Other companies that joined the list to review their political funding to the Republicans included healthcare giant Blue Cross Blue Shield, Boston Scientific, CBS, ExxonMobil, FedEx and Target. Meanwhile, after suspending Donald Trump's account permanently, Twitter has said that it has suspended more than 70,000 accounts since Friday that were primarily dedicated to sharing QA non-content. For those of you who are not aware, QAnon is a far-right, completely baseless conspiracy theory according to which there are elite Satan-worshipping pedophiles in the government, business and the media, and President Trump is waging a secret war against them. QAnon believers have speculated that this fight will lead to a day of reckoning where prominent people such as former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton will be arrested and executed. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 